wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! I'm back! Miss me? Ultimate Warrior will run forever! And welcome back, folks, to WrestleRant Radio, right here on EC Radio. I am Graham Jason Matthews, sitting alongside, of course, RJ Marceau. How's it going tonight, RJ? Doing good tonight, Graham. And tonight we'll be talking about everything from the Slammy Awards, TLC, TakeOver on Thursday, CM Punk and Brock Lesnar potentially joining UFC. I mean, CM Punk is definitely going there, but we'll talk about Brock Lesnar in a minute. Um, so much to talk about here today, but of course we're being joined by the illustri- uh, illustrious at Brandon underscore Dross on Twitter. Uh, Brandon, how you going? How are you doing today? What's up, guys? How you guys doing tonight? We're doing good, doing good. Uh, we've got a panel of three wrestling analysts right now. We're going to be talking about CM Punk and Brock Lesnar and UFC. Lots of talk going over the weekend. The news broke on Saturday night. CM Punk is officially UFC bound. Only one or two weeks removed from when he broke his silence. The whole Stone Cold podcast. Vince said, we'll see him back in WWE at some point. Boom! minute later, he joins UFC. So a lot of talk going on right now with CM Punk, WWE, everything else going on with the straight-edge superstar. But our I'll ask you first. You are very opinion on the subject. We're very bipolar on this subject with you know a complete 180 from what I was thinking. <laughs> so it makes for a great discussion. So I want to get your thoughts on CM Punk joining UFC and everything that you kind of talked about in your blog a couple days ago. So yeah, uh, the other night I was actually watching the pay-per-view. Obviously, I don't pay for it. It's like 60 bucks. I'm just going on a bootleg website watch it. So I was watching it. I think it was right before the Anthony pettis Melendez fight that they announced that CM Punk was going to be in the UFC. And I was like... Jesus God! I was like, why? I, I I see it more as like, obviously I've been watching the UFC the last five years, so I've actually it's not like I just come out and say what I think, and it's like not a real valid topic, but I think like Lesnar going to the UFC made sense because Lesnar had like the NCAA championship background. He's a bigger guy, like he had to cut down for weight anyways, so he's always a heavier guy and like a national championship wrestler. Most of the guys that wrestle have a wrestling background, and they're not even that highly touted. Like they might like go to the NCAA and wrestle, but they're not as, like, an NCAA champion like Lesnar. So I think he had the background. He just went back to his wrestling coach at Minnesota who trained throughout the, his whole UFC career, so it's not like he went somewhere else. He had the old guys that used to train with him when he was in college. So it made sense. CM Punk, I think it's just a desperate move by the UFC. In my article, I pretty much went over, like, how a couple of years ago they had, like, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, Lesnar. Like, those are the guys. I'm pretty sure all of them, all their fights in the top ten buyouts for UFC history – in the last couple of years, the guys that have been champion have kind of been hurt or just haven't got the star power that they had. Like, the UFC buys have been pretty low lately, and, like, even the lower-tier guys that are, like, lightweight, featherweight, bantamweight, they're big stars just don't buy. There's not a lot of people want to go see, like, the small guys fight. It's kind of like if you want to see Rey Mysterio Sin Cara, that's not going to main event a pay-per-view, but these guys sometimes have the main event a UFC pay-per-view. So I think, you, I think Punk joining, it's pretty much, I say, it's like having John Cena join the UFC. It's a big name, has no wrestling back, has no mixed martial art background at all. It's not like he was like an amateur wrestler or anything like that. Or even if he had like high stakes in a wrestling background. It just it's a big name. They keep saying he's gonna start off 0-0, like he'll fight some really shitty guy at first. 
I mean, what's the point of bringing him in? If he's going to fight some shitty guy starting off the bat, then he wouldn't be in the main card of the fight anyways. He'd be in the undercard that no one would pay for to see anyways. I think that's kind of them saying it, and then he'll probably will fight someone good. I saw yesterday that said Chael Sonnen said that he's going to fight someone that you guys know and something like that, but I feel like if he fights any... I think he's 170 or 185. I'm not sure which weight class he's in, but there's plenty of really good guys in those two weight classes. And I could, I just think he's not ready at his age and not his lack of discipline in certain areas of mixed martial arts. I just think that a top five, top ten guy would really tool on him. I'm not saying it's not just a biased opinion because I don't really like him. I just think it's like saying if like just a random other superstar win the WWE, went to UFC at his age, he's 36. So it's pretty much saying like Triple H when he's 36 went to UFC. Like you really think he's gonna be that good? Probably not. Is it gonna make a lot of buys? Yeah, because it's a big name. And he hasn't really done much since he left WWE. But I just think that with with his lack of st- skill of discipline, I think it's gonna be a Kimbo Slice 2.0 for CM Punk in the USA. So, yeah, that being said, a lot of valid points there, so I definitely agree with that there. But, uh, yeah, we'll go on two sides of the fence here. I'll put my fandom aside for CM Punk. Um, so, I like the move with CM Punk going to UFC. Different than, I do I think he's going to be successful? And I, we talked about this before on Saturday when the news broke. Um, I'm not going to say that he's going to win any titles or anything like that. I'm not going to say that he's going to be a top 10 guy whatsoever. It's all about timing with CM Punk, and we'll just have to wait and see over time. He does have some MMA background, and I think jiu-jitsu or maybe Muay Thai or something like that, so he's not going in this completely blind. But like you said, Brock Lesnar, amateur wrestler. And like you said, I don't want to make any like huge comparisons to Lesnar because CM Punk said himself, you know, don't compare me to him. Two different stories, two different guys, absolutely. And um, I wanted to go back because there was a lot of people pooping all over this, all over my timeline on Saturday when the news broke. And for a lot of reasons, I can understand that. And um, so I went back and I read the reports when Brock Lesnar joined the UFC, and I think it was in October of 2007, to see if it got the same reaction, because he went on to become a huge superstar for the UFC, obviously. So I went back to go, you know, look it up, do a little research, and see if people were, you know, the same outburst happened when Brock Lesnar joined the company. Um, And there was really no outburst whatsoever from MMA fans or wrestling fans. Exactly. I was expecting wrestling fans to be like, oh, no, go back to WWE. But there was not one single comment on the various news threads that I was reading from 07 um, that were saying they were like, oh, you know, this should be a good move. The guy's a freaking animal. With CM Punk, he's like a long-term fan. He's always wanted to try it, so he's got balls in that sense that he's actually going out to do this, even though he might get killed. Um, they're probably feed some loser to him. He's not going to face some top-tier guy exactly. right off the bat. So he's not. So he's probably going to win his first fight. But like I was telling you, in the end, it's all about the money with WWE, UFC, whatever. Um, they're just trying to pop a big rating here, and that's definitely what they're going to do when his first fight. The guy's going to be a fucking big draw, and I definitely understand that where they're coming from that. But like you said, if he loses his first fight, which he probably won't if he's facing some scrub, but when he loses his first but fight... Well, or, but the thing is, will it matter? Will, like, will people really get all deep down and see a punk beat some scrub bum? What do you mean? Like, I think... I think oh, you mean... Do you, do you I think they have to start him off with someone at least known... Yeah. Or decent. Like, you can't fight some guy that's some no-name. They pulled off the street to fight the they guy. They gotta find a happy medium. Exactly. Guy. You have to find someone that's somewhat of a recognizable face, but yeah. not, like, the best-tier guy. But the thing is, in the weight classes he's fighting, and they're not that many notable names. But yeah. I think, I think, like you said, Lesnar wasn't that big of a deal because he's out of WWE for three years, I think, after, after yeah. that point. Yep. And... I don't know. He started off. He fought the first guy. He fought was Frank Mir, who was was a former heavyweight champion. He lost in that fight. Should have won, but he lost. Then he fought Heath Herring, was a known name. Beat him. Then he went right to the UFC heavyweight championship, which was um, okay. 
which was really big, and he beat Couture. Then he fought Shane Carr when he won that fight. Then he fought Velazquez and got destroyed. But that's when he had his diverticulitis. So he still had that when he fought Velazquez. Then his last fight, he fought over him and got knocked out again. Or, like a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah I saw the, that fight. The liver kick. Yeah, he was done yeah. after that one. But then he said he was all done. But I think he had like, he just like, like you said, I don't think Punk will get the buys that he got, but he set records for buys in UFC. I remember the Couture fight. I think it was UFC 100. I think that was the highest they've ever had. There was 1.5-something buys or something like that. Yeah. Ridiculous. They had a lot of good fights on that show, too. But I think I think Punk's just a big spark. But I think he's a guy that can't really afford a loss. So like like I said, at least Lesnar's first loss, he lost to a heavyweight cha- oh, Fillmore heavyweight champion. A strong show. Exactly. And he he was kicking this guy's ass, too. They had Carmen a knee lock, and he tapped out. But um, if he just goes out there and fights a couple scrubs... It's like it's kind of like a Ryback, all right. He beat a couple of few like shitty guys, but then when he <laughs> but when he actually fights a real guy, it'll be a different story. I think. I think it's obviously a good move for him, and he's not doing anything else. Why not try it out? I know Undertaker always wanted to. He said if uh, mixed martial arts was bigger back in his day, he probably would have done that. But yeah, obviously it is content. <laughs> yeah, right now, no, now, no chance. But <laughs> I think it's a good run. Why not? Let's see what he does. Yeah. So that being said, I'll kind of play devil's advocate here, but on the good side, I noted this on Twitter a couple days ago, on the good side... I'm back. Okay, oh, okay. So we'll get Brandon's thoughts on this in a second. Uh, but on the good side, we won't get, be getting... I was telling Brandon this before, that there won't be people saying, oh, CM Punk's going to be back at the Rumble. He won't be back in Mania. Because he's he signed a multi-fight deal, which is at least a couple years. It's at least a year or two. Yeah, regardless of whether he wins or loses, he's going to be there for at least a year or two. So we can at least stop worrying about that. Um, and I'll talk about the other side of the story for a second. But, Brandon, we were talking about this before, but I want to get your thoughts here on the air. Um, what were you thinking? What was going through your head when CM Punk joined the UFC this past week? Well, unlike both of you, I don't like UFC, and I tried in the, in the late 90s. Never really kicked with me. Um, I, Like I told Graham before the show, I would see the, uh, the UFC. I wouldn't pay full price for the first event. I'd go to my friend's house. They had it. But, like you both had said, this is all about money. You're going to get the people who have been angry since January, April-ish time, that are pissed that I'm watching wrestling anymore. And I know quite a few people on Twitter who are like, I stopped watching WWE. They're going to get those fans to pay 60 bucks, and they're going to try to hook those fans. Um, and I read on the dirt sheet, I don't know if this is obviously everything on the dirt sheet is subject to change or subject to, you know, um, subject to, you know reality. But, you know, they may want to use this as a point to start bringing in storylines. You know, what happened since CM Punk's probably one of the best talkers out there. They say, you know what, maybe we can start doing this guy. Maybe we can start having some kind of, not so much a, you know, a fake storyline or like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to your house and hit your mother in the face. But like, give it some, you know, because most of the guys you see can't talk. You know, I don't, you know, I, I you know, and, I, and another reason why is too, CM Punk's a pretty big name. And, you know, like I said, I don't watch UFC, but I know like all these guys have re- left in the past few years, retired, like that Liddell guy, Legend's Gone, that guy who broke his leg two years ago. Absolutely. Like, they, they're lacking star power name. And I think, it's, like I said before, a big marketing ploy to really draw, draw those fans who left wrestling because of th- their dedication to Punk. Um, and their uh, and their distaste in WWE, and uh, you know UFC needs a name, and you know even though like you said it'll probably be on the undercard, I guarantee that poster for UFC whatever it's going to be 199 or 200 or whatever it's going to be, his face is going to be front and center on that poster because like you said it's going to garner buys and it'll probably top a one 1.1 million buys just because you're going to get a good. 200,000 of those people probably going to be ex-wrestling fans who want to see the UFC. It may be a, 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 a very high number, 
but I'm sure UFC's done one before. I can see them doing 1.1, 1.2 based on CM Punk's presence in this. And even from current wrestling fans who may be like, ooh, let me see what CM Punk's doing here. And they may try to hook them in there with some kind of storyline appeal, the sex appeal that they, get, that, they, that they can't get in WWE. So, you know, I agree with all your points, but I'm saying this as a non-UFC fan. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. And but like you were saying before, as Brock Lesnar is not the best talker. Like you made a very good point here, Brandon. I want to talk about this. Brock Lesnar is not a good talker. But yeah, even yeah. then, even then though, he was better than probably half the guys in the UFC roster yeah, when he first joined. The thing about the UFC is if you like not about UFC, promo skills. It's not promo skills. It's one guy I'm gonna kick your ass, the other guy I'm gonna yeah. kick your ass, and it goes on, and then yeah. one guy gets his ass kicked. So it's kind <laughs> yeah, of like it's kind of like a. Like, it's trash talking, but, like, it's just, like, one guy always looks dumb at them. Like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. I'm going to beat the shit out of you, and one guy gets knocked down in a minute. And then who looks stupid? Yeah, exactly. I think, obviously, like he said, Punk would be great. I think is, I think that UFC could do is, like, even if they have Punk on the undercard, maybe, maybe like, have better fights in the main event. So people that are still watching, maybe they get them hooked to UFC like that. Oh, I could okay, see okay, it was more okay. of a hooking them yeah. to UFC, because even though, like, like Kimbo Slice and do good like Kimbo Slice or people want to see Kimbo Slice yeah. maybe if they kept watching the event maybe they saw another fighter that they like enjoyed and like wanted to keep following so then they hooked them in as a UFC fan I think it's another exactly, way that exactly. use, use CM Punk as another like mark not like a marketing but just him drawing the fans and then they scoop the fans up with good fights I guarantee the, the pay-per-view heel fight on will be like stacked to the max so that being said, and I want to play devil's advocate here, and that I'm a huge CM Punk fan, obviously, but I do want to talk about this, though. And someone noted this on Twitter, and I thought it was really interesting, and I kind of agree, in that CM Punk, if you listen to his podcast, you don't even have to to understand that uh, he was not happy with part-timers. He didn't like The Rock. He didn't like Brock Lesnar. Nothing personally against them. He didn't like the idea of them stealing, quote-unquote, his spot. That being said, though, Punk, he comes in, he joins the UFC, he doesn't go to Ultimate Fighter, he goes straight to the top. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be competing for any titles, like I said before, but he didn't earn his way in, which is a big complaint. It's not even the fact that he's a hypocrite, Ryback hit him, and now he's, what does he expect from the UFC? Like, I don't care about that, it's just dumb. Uh, but I do understand that valid point of it. And I do want to talk about that, like you said. That's good, I like that you said that, because the thing is, like, Kimbo Slice was a big name, but he went through the Ultimate Fighter. He didn't win the Ultimate Fighter either, he exactly. got beat. <laughs> And then he like fought one or two more times in the UFC, and then he was done. But I think, like you said, like he was all complaining about part times. But then he's just a big name coming in the UFC. Signed he could right be away. taking someone else's spot. Not that, much experience exactly, at all. Exactly taking someone else's spot. I think, like you said, maybe he should he should go through the Ultimate Fighter and earn his spot. Also, I think they said that he might just go into Phil Brooks too. So oh, that, maybe that might kind of like throw off the whole CM Punk. Yeah, thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> he has to go with CM Punk because it's a brand name. So I don't know. And they said when, I know when he was writing Thor comics. I don't know if he did Phil. I don't know if he did Phil CM Punk Brooks or just CM Punk. But CM Punk has to be in there. Yeah, that'll be like his nickname, Phil CM yeah. Punk Brooks. Yeah, exactly. But, like I said, I think he's. It's kind of a hypocrite for him saying that and then him going to the UFC and like taking guys that actually like fought for the spot. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Hopefully we'll see won't what happens, this, uh, I think. Won't this, uh, I don't know, I, I, I'm sorry to cut off here, but just think, what, what you just said, the whole branding of CM Punk, does, uh, does UFC have a pretty big presence on non-UFC logoed uh, merchandise? Because that can also be a key point. Because I only, you know, when I do, do go to Walmart and Target, I'll see a UFC shirt sometimes, but like a UFC shirt, the brand. Like you would see WWE at Walmart. Yeah. But they had, did they, did they ever have like Chuck Liddell shirts and Frank Mir shirts and yeah, things like that? They have shirts that could be a tie-in. Yeah, they have, all, they have like tie-in. shirts for like all like the good fighters. Like all like okay, the top well, tier guys have shirts. Too. That could be like a big merchandise thing. Cause yeah. Because if they just want to buy a CM Punk shirt, 
figuring, oh, CM Punk's got his own line of clothes, and boom, UFC gets yeah. a cut. He gets a cut. Exactly. Because so you know. Lesnar had his own uh, apparel. He had Death Clutch when he was in the MMA. Yep, 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 yep. So, and he carried those Jimmy Johns and yeah, Death Clutch when he goes to, to his uh, shorts in WWE. Yeah, so. that's exactly it. So, like you said before, The Rock, this is... The, it's just so blatantly obvious, and like I said, I'm a CM Punk fan, but The Rock comes in, people that are fans of The Rock, maybe from his acting career or whatever, they come in to see what he's doing, maybe they get hooked on the product, and but he doesn't like The Rock, so why is he like, like you said, maybe if CM Punk's in the first few fights, people get hooked to the product, he's kind of like a Rock equal in that sense, so I don't really understand that part of it but you know what it is what it is happy for him if, if he likes what he's doing that's all that really matters i guess but i think the bottom line is that he comes out of this thing unscathed and is and he's successful i'm not like i'm not saying he's winning all of his fights but he has a semi-successful career in ufc do you think if a, a return to wwe would be huge it'd be it would mean 10 times more than if he returned let's say at SummerSlam this year it would mean more like with brock lesnar when he left and he came, if he came back without UFC, it wouldn't have meant as much. It still would have been awesome, but he came back as a guy that just went, just dominated a lot of people in the UFC, won the title twice, right? Won the title once. Oh, once, okay. So he you know, had an amazing career in the UFC, and he comes back, one of the best-time all-time draws, and then he comes back as a huge, as a huge freaking deal. And I think CM Punk, my, he's not going to be the same level as Brock Lesnar, and I hate to continue to compare the two. But I do think he can come back to WWE with a huge return and make a lot more money, ten times more money, if had he just returned a couple of months ago. You know what I mean? I I do agree with that. Um, I remember watching. I was watching WrestleMania 20 about three four years ago on DVD, and my friend came over, older guy in the 50s in MMA and stuff, and he's all, "Is that Brock Lesnar from, uh, from UFC?" And I was all like, "Yeah." He's all, "He was in WWE first. I was all, "Yeah," for a good couple of years, and he was like the biggest. He was like the shit. Part of my French, and he was all, "Wow, I didn't know." So th there are going to be some people who are going to be like, "Well, this guy was a wrestler, and like he comes back, that can be a drawing power, like how Brock Lesnar was a drawing power for the Extreme Rules in the SummerSlam, you know." But that's just, you know, that's a, a little, a little quirk there that I, you know, a lot of UFC fans really don't know anything about wrestling or WWE in general. So I think that would actually pull him over if he, if he went back to WWE and he pushed on his social media, say, you know, eight, nine years from now. Hey guys, I'm WrestleMania 40. I'm fighting whoever, whoever the hell it is. Freaking Eric Rowan. Boom. Come check me out. Oh wow, what? He's he's wrestling. And now you know, like you said, he's gonna make ten times more money. He's gonna be the probably he's probably gonna be the biggest car. You know, the biggest you know uh, match on the card. And you know, have that Brock Lesnar effect, like you said. So like we were just talking about before, CM Punk confirmed for UFC, but before we go on here, just one quick question around the round table. RJ, I'll ask you first, you know, just a quick explanation if you want to, quick answer, whatever. Do you see Brock Lesnar when his WWE contract expires right after WrestleMania, I think, this year, um, whether he drops the title or, at, or not, before the event, at the event, whatever, do you see Brock Lesnar rejoining the UFC when his contract expires, or do you see him sticking with WWE? And what do you want to see? What do you think, and what do you want to see? I think, I think, and I want to see him go back to UFC. I think he's getting to the age now that he wants to make another UFC return. He said that after he retired, and he's getting to the age now that he only has a few more years left. I think after his contract's done with WWE now, I think he'll go back to UFC. Guys has all the time on his hands. I guarantee he's working out, getting ready, because he doesn't do anything as it is. So <laughs> sitting on his couch and hunting. Exactly. So <laughs> he's. I guarantee he's already working out and stuff like that. Yeah. So I. I would love to see Lesnar in the ring again. I think his UFC career was very good at first. He won the title. Everyone was hating on him. Beat the next guy. Then his disease came up. Then his. 
He kind of like a, a busted career because at the end of his career he couldn't really do much after that. Yeah, it wasn't he kept pulling fault, out yeah. of fights and stuff because he kept getting hurt. That's another thing with UFC. Like Punk's good. Like if he even wins fights, it's like he'll fight once or twice a year. That's the only thing that sucks about the UFC. Like guys only fight a couple times a year because even if they're gonna fight three or four times, an injury and training can happen. It happens all the time. Yeah, I know plenty of champions right now that haven't fought in like a year. So that kind of sucks too. But I think Lesnar might make a return, come back. I think he'll make a return. If not. Why not just do what he's doing now and just sit on the couch and do some pro wrestling while he's at it? Exactly. He's wrestling only a couple times a year anyway. Whether he's fighting a few times a year or he's wrestling a few times a year. It's the same schedule. It's probably who makes more money he's going to (laughs) get. Exactly. Or whoever's going to offer him the bigger deal. But, um, yeah, as, as time more time goes on, it's looking like he's going back to UFC. Initially, had you just said to me that a year ago, I probably would be against it, if only because it's a lot less rigorous of a schedule. I mean, they fight the same amount of times a year. But um, obviously, UFC is much more physically demanding. I mean, WWE is more physically demanding if you're a guy like CM Punk and you're wrestling every day. But if you're a Brock Lesnar and you're wrestling every couple months, then it doesn't matter. Um, but I mean, at this point, like you said, if he wants to go back to the UFC, become a big draw again, it's now is the time he's getting to that age. So I do think that he's going to go back to the UFC in the spring. And, um, at this point, I really have no problem with it. I have, I mean, I enjoy him in both, uh, in both places, so I don't really have a problem with it. So, um, yeah, I definitely see him going back to UFC in the spring. So, uh, Brandon, what do you think? Is Brock Lesnar UFC uh, bound by the spring? Honestly, um, I'm, I'm probably going to go the other way and say no. And there's a few reasons why. Um, I'm not sure what his purse like. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what he was making the UFC, but from what the rumors were, from what you know, Peter Insider said, he's making close to five million dollars a year. Well, he was in his first by his first contract after uh, WrestleMania 28. It was. Uh, if he's making that four or five million dollars a year, he's not going to make that at UFC, most likely. Um, but, um, at his age and after having all that, you know, the the problems that he had, he has to train less, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, Sable um, wants to kick back, maybe have another kid, like, hey, you know, and he, and he has money. If he's made 10 or $15 million over the past three or four years doing WWE with all the merch and all the, all the, all the, 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 the bonuses he gets in pay-per-views, I'm pretty sure he's content with the money. If he really, really, really wants to fight, I see him staying in WWE, though there's no challenges, challenges for him, but that may change, maybe sign another contract. You know, all right, you're going to say you put over Roman Reigns. Hopefully not. You put over Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 31, and then boom, WrestleMania 32. I mean, WrestleMania 32 is your last match, career-ending match. You go against, you know, uh, the Luke Harper or Eric Rowan or somebody who can, he can really put over. So those last two WrestleManias, you have to put somebody over. And that's probably how it would go out. But that's my opinion. You know, I, you know the money's, the, the money's going to be WWE. UFC, you know, it, the, the, the training schedule is, is ridiculous mm-hmm. compared to that. you got to be constant. He can go wrestle WrestleMania, go home the next day, not, not to lift his finger for three and a half, four months. And you saw Paul Heyman there, and, he, and he's really close to Paul Heyman. So as long as Paul Heyman's there, I'm pretty sure he's going to be WWE. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, like you said, like RJ was saying before, I think it's all about who offers him the biggest paycheck. If he's going to get paid more on UFC, which I'll, I don't know I'll if it's likely. I don't think he'll get paid more on UFC, but yeah, like he'll, he he'll be getting a nice there. pretty penny if he goes back. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the passion for him because he's all about, at the end of the day, he loves both, but it seems like it's more about the money with him, which is absolutely fine. I mean, I read his book and he's all about the money, but at least he's open about it. That's what I like about Brock Lesnar, and that's why he's so great because he openly admits it. He incorporates it into his character. Have you ever seen the, the UFC like documentary of him? 
No, but like, I, the, is it E60 or something like that? It's like, or an, no? it's like an E60, yeah. Like, he, like, said, like, when he was in WWE, like, Hummers and fucking Vets yeah. and so had awesome. sick houses, and now he drives, yeah. like, this little shitty Toyota car. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting in some, he's living in some small house and, like... No, it's not small at all. He's a sick house. Oh, really? He's a sick house in, like, Minnesota. Yeah, it's out in the middle of snow, like, this, yeah. uh, the woods. They showed it, like, has his own personal gym in his house, like, oh, okay, outside yeah. his house. Like, he said he just <laughs> wants to kick back with his wife, he said. So. Yeah, yeah, the guy's living the life right now, regardless of where he goes. But Brandon mentioned Roman Reigns, and we'll get into that right now. Last night at the Slammy Awards, we won't go in depth in the show because we got a lot of other t- uh, stuff to talk about before we go off the air. But um, at the end of the show last night, all these other Slammy Awards, which I thought were pretty good for the most part, it's a lot better than you, most years, I thought, um, with most of the awards going to the right people. And then we get to the Superstar of the Year. So the nominees were Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, and John Cena. John Cena was, a, I didn't think he was even a nominee. Oh, no, no, John Cena's always a nominee, even though he never wins, obviously. Or, no, I mean, he's won like four times, sorry. <laughs> he's won like three or four times. He, he wins more often than not. But um, I was hoping that he wouldn't win, so I'm glad he didn't. But Roman Reigns took home the award to a very huge backlash from the crowd, from a lot of the internet people. He didn't come out to a big pop. I thought he came out to a fine pop. But um, I, I like Roman Reigns. I was happy to see him back. I would, did not have the biggest problem with this, as a lot of people did. I could see why people thought that. But um, I'll get into my thoughts on that in a second. But Brandon, I'll ask you first. Do you think Roman Reigns was really superstar worthy from a storyline standpoint? And do you think the voting was rigged? of a look. The chicks love him. Last night that pop, the, the, the few minutes of what that I did watch, I saw that, and every lady screamed. Like, I was all, I, I told my wife, I looked at my wife, and I was all, she's like, wow, every lady, every lady screamed for him. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I personally would have, you know, would have went with D-Bry, just because of the climatic year he had ending at WrestleMania, that kind of dwindling away, I think that really hurt him. But I do think he's ready, um, but in the ring, ring-wise, he needs more work, and I think they may they should wait to 32, and then have Lesnar put him over at 32. No belt on the line. Maybe he has a belt, and it's like he's uh, brought him to the challenges him. You know, my career versus your belt thing. Um, but you know, I don't think he's ready quite yet. Maybe a SummerSlam, but he needs a good, especially after this injury. He may just completely f up this whole injury and not you know come through. So I would wait another year. But that's just me. You know, they they may want to rush him to the moon, but I think it's gonna it's gonna hurt him more than help him if they push him off the bat. I think the injury, and I was in the minority when this first broke, but when the injury first happened back in September, a lot of people thought it was a good thing and that he would come back to a huge pop, like all this other stuff, but he obviously didn't come back to a huge pop last night, at least from the male audience, whatever. Um, But a lot of people thought it would be for the better for Roman Reigns, and I did not think that way in in the sense that in those final few months of 2014, like for the last three months that he could have been here, okay, um, that he could have been here, that he could have improved on the mic, in the ring, whatever. He could have used that time to improve. And he can still improve before WrestleMania. We still have time, but there is not much time, especially if he's going to win the Royal Rumble, which at this point it's looking very, very likely. And they still have yet to confirm when he's coming back. I don't know if he's coming back next week, or they haven't really said. They're kind of... They're waiting to confirm because I don't want. I I think I don't want them or or they don't want us to think that he's coming back next week and he doesn't. They can't like not deliver like they have done with a million stuff before. But um, like I was saying before though, I did not have the biggest problem with this, if only because John Cena didn't win. So that's the bright side. But um, yeah, you were saying Daniel Bryan or Brock Lesnar. But from my perspective, I mean. I'm not going to say it was rigged, because all the other nominees made sense from a fan perspective, like why people would vote them. Roman Reigns, for one thing, the fans are going to vote a babyface over a heel. So I can see why Seth Rollins or Brock Lesnar, both guys who deserved it more, didn't win. I can see that. 
but then why would Roman Reigns get the vote over a John Cena or a Daniel Bryan? But then again, Daniel Bryan was backstage, I guess, but he wasn't used, so maybe they flew him in just in case that he won. I really have no idea. But um, before I go any further, RJ, I want to get your thoughts. Do you think Roman Reigns was superstar of the year worthy? <laughs> it's not like I was like pissed Roman Reigns won or anything. Like, <laughs> it's a I like slammy, Reigns, people. I don't really care. Like I'm like lightning lose sleep over the fact that he won. I like Roman Reigns. I just think like I just thought that there was. I think he was probably the least, Back. the least uh, deserving of the award out of everyone besides uh, uh, Ambrose and. Bray Wyatt. I think, I think I would have had, I would have had it. Lesnar, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Cena, then Roman Reigns. I don't think Roman Reigns had that good of a year that he should have won Super Saiyan. He didn't have any like, he didn't win anything big. He didn't have any championships. Well, he was had some success in the Shield, but aside from yeah, that, yeah. But a then once guy. he was singles, he really he beat Randy Orton a couple times. He lost in the Money in the Bank thing. Yeah. I just think that Daniel Bryan. I thought Daniel Bryan would have been the obvious pick. I think. If it was real, like the fans would pick Daniel Bryan. I don't know why they wouldn't pick Daniel Bryan. He had his best career from last year going to this year until his injury. But I thought Lesnar was more deserving. Obviously, he beat the streak, beat Cena, champion the whole year pretty much. Um, Seth Rollins won Money in the Bank. He's been dominant this whole year. Cena's Cena, obviously. So I think <laughs> yeah. I'm not like gonna cry about that. Yeah. Roman Reigns won. I just think that the other people were more deserving than he was, and I think that. It was a little ridiculous that the Cena Authority match won match of the year, too. I think uh, the Evolution and the Shield match was better, and the Triple Threat was way better, too. It was probably be because that match was more clear in our memories. It happened more like recently, and because it's staying, like you said, and we were talking about this earlier today. Um, I, I'm not. I don't have a huge problem with that. Like I said before, it's it, it's good said, because I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. Yeah. If it wasn't. If it was the Bray Wyatt Cena match. I just that would I would have been pissed about. Yeah, because the Slammy Awards are the Slammy Awards. They've always treated them like a joke. So like you said, it's not really worth getting upset over. So I didn't really have a problem with that or the match of the year or whatever else. But um, yeah. If anything, I think Roman Reigns could have won the Breakout Star of the Year. I don't know if Dean Ambrose won that. Yeah, he won that, and I think all the members of the Shield were both were nominated for both awards, like a breakout star and superstar. I thought they were two different things. I don't really know. They're probably short on main event talent to include in these polls, so I'm not really surprised. Actually, if anything, you take out maybe even Roman Reigns or Bray Wyatt or something, you put in Randy Orton. Where was Randy Orton in that poll? The guy was world champion for the first four or five months of this year. I know he didn't really have the best second half of the year, but he probably would have been more deserving than Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Um, it's funny too because most of the people that won awards on last night's show weren't even at this show. That like was the, so annoying. I think they Jericho, really dropped yeah. the ball on that one too. Yeah, like most of the people. So weren't mad, there. like they if they like if you're up for an award, just show up. Like, like Jericho, at least have them fly. I, I don't put it on the the people themselves. I have put it on WWE for not thinking this through. If they know they're probably gonna win, I like think Jericho. Jericho's gonna win though. I don't know. What I, was I, the I, other ones? I don't think the other. The uh, Rock won a few of them. Um. Ultimate Warrior, obviously, he passed away, so couldn't accept his. Yeah. Um, Daniel or Dean Ambrose couldn't accept his in the pre-show because he was still injured at that point in time. Um, the match of the year, something I can't remember what other the, uh, the, the awards were, but it's fine. Daniel got stupid Jericho's. Yeah, and they haven't feuded in a year and a half. That was so pointless. And Jericho's gonna be on next week's show as a guest. I was too, so that should be interesting. Brock Lesnar's gonna be back, so I look forward to that. But uh, 
Yeah, I didn't have a huge problem with Roman Reigns winning, but um, hopefully this isn't, you know, this isn't affect his push going into WrestleMania. I don't have the biggest problem with him beating Brock Lesnar. It's really all going to depend on whether he's ready. I mean, we're not going to be able to find out until he gets back in the ring, whenever that's going to be in a couple weeks, um, in the Rumble match itself. We'll find out in due time. But um, that being said, that we'll transition into the TakeOver event this upcoming Thursday on the WWE Network, the third, or actually fourth live special, right, I think, yep. this year. So TakeOver Arrival, TakeOver 2, and now Our Revolution. Yeah, yeah, and Our Revolution as well. Our Evolution, Revolution, whatever the hell. I think it's, I think so our, confusing. Like, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I know. I don't know why they just don't call it Revolution, whatever, though. Um, but yeah, it's shaping up to be the strongest show yet. I'm really looking forward to it. And um, kicking off the show, though, we're going to have a tag team match. Hideo Tommy and Finn Balor taking on the Ascension. No titles up for grabs. Just, you know, personal issues between the two. So, um, that being said, RJ, I'll ask you first. Who do you see coming out victorious in this one? Tommy and Balor. I think it's obvious choice. I think after this Ascension, called up to the main roster, finally. They are done with NXT. This is their last storyline. I don't see them feuding with anyone else in NXT. I don't think it would make any sense to them feud with anyone in NXT because no one else is really... Worthy of face, facing the Ascension now, that baby face in NXT, really. Um, the WWE could really use another tag team, and they've been... I think they worked superstars a few times, maybe main event. Yeah, main event, yeah. So, I think after this, I could see them coming up, maybe TLC, having an involvement in TLC. Bray Wyatt, I don't know. Oh, maybe. That's what I... Was, I thought they were going to debut at Survivor Series as a new, like, Wyatt family, but I don't know if I want to go that route. We'll see, but... um. It, like it's one of those things that you have to see out, see it play out in order to like see if it works or not. Like as an idea, it may work. We've talked about this before, but um, I don't know. I wouldn't have the biggest problem with that as long as it's booked properly. But yeah, you got Atami and Belor though. I've got Atami and Belor as well. Brandon, who do you got going over in this contest between Hideo Atami, Finn Belor, and the Ascension? I honestly, to wrestling fans, I think what's overshadowed this match is the Kevin Steen, quote unquote, Kevin Owens debut. Because I know he probably will debut in the segment, um, with with like he's like with the session pretty much ready to go. Um, I think they'll end the bell on the Belusian, and I, I see this Baylor uh, Tommy thing just maybe may possibly just being a one time thing to kind of get them both over at the same time to the new audience. But I, this is somehow where I see where where uh, where Kevin Owens debuts, and I think that I to me that's overshadowing that more. Because honestly, I was never a big I was never a big uh, uh, a Tommy fan really coming into this because it's, it's really hard for the Japanese wrestling, you know, it's like, eh. But, like, I, I love David. I always have loved David. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what, what he can put on to this match, but I'm more, I'm, more, I'm more worried about the finish and the after effect of Kevin Owens hopefully debuting somewhere in this match. But that's just me being a mark for Kevin Owens, so. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to his debut, too. We were going to talk about that later, but we'll talk about it right now. Kevin Owens, a.k.a. Kevin Steen, debuting on this show. Really much looking forward to it. The vignettes have been awesome, for one thing. The guy's got a hell of a lot of talent. Looking forward to where he debuts. It's interesting that you say that. I didn't think he would debut in this match. I thought he was going to debut, if anything, in the main event, um, in the championship match. I don't think I can he's... I see that, too. Yeah. It, it, him and Generico, we know how they, how they have the yes. And he acknowledged that, too. in that ring, you know, minus, you know, uh, uh, well, well, both the guys in the bill and... Uh, Sign, you know, but I can see that. But go ahead. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, they acknowledged that last week in NXT that they have history also with Neville and Brian and, and Rollins, Rollins too. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah. So um, that being said, I could see him debuting in this match or the main event. It shouldn't be one of those kind of things where he debuts in like a match against like a like when Baron Corbin debuted. Remember he like squashed um, whoever like a, a jobber in like two seconds. 
don't have him debut like that. Don't like, have this him, is, like a stupid segment one either. Like, yeah, well, like Tyson Kidd, because I know they're not on the show, but don't do something dumb. You know what I mean? They got to debut in a big way. I think they realize that too, so they're not going to drop the ball on this. But um, if I had to take a guess, I'll probably debut him either during the championship match. I don't want to see him come in and screw over Zayn. I think the time is now to put the title on him, and we'll get to that in a minute. But um, you either have Zayn win here, have Neville go to the main roster, or do something else. Maybe you continue that feud going forward with Neville as a heel. And then you have Kevin Steen come out and lay out Sami Zayn or congratulate him and lay him out. That's my booking, my fantasy booking of this. Um, but I noted this too. You asked me about this this past week on, on the hashtag SCSM video and that the, the group between Tommy, Steen, and Belor. Do you think that could be a possibility for Thursday or RJ? How do you see this kind of unfolding? I don't know. I like. I, I just really got pumped. Seen, exactly. I'm just excited. I haven't really seen much much of Kevin Steen's work, obviously, but I've seen okay. like he's in He's been uh, ranked pretty high the last couple of years. He was top ten wrestler, I think, last year or the year before, ranked by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Um, I think he's got a look. He can talk. Um, I think this is one of the best pickups WWE's ever had, based on uh, a talent they've already picked yeah. out of. Like they picked him. Uh, right out of uh, ROH, so I'm pretty excited to see what he has to offer in NXT. I think, like uh, Brandon, Brandon said, uh, never been the biggest Hideo Tommy fan. Just the Japanese wrestlers never really got on me. Like another Tajiri, I guess. I don't know. It's not like I didn't like Tajiri. Just like I don't see him making it that far. Finn Balor, eh, he doesn't really. I like Finn Balor more he's than our... I do Hideo Tommy. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think he's better in the mic and in his in yeah, ring the skills. Mic, they're both great, but I think Finn Balor's awesome. But I just yeah. don't know. I think I like Hideo Tommy a little bit better than Finn Balor. I don't know. I don't really get Finn Balor's character that much. It's kind of vague, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think more people. I think the thing that's going to overshadow this whole thing is the whole Kevin Owens debut. Oh, I yeah. think they've been making a big deal about it. It's got to be a big deal. They can't just barely like <laughs> a stupid yeah. segment or like against some no name. Yeah, I can't do that. So I, I'm excited for it, and hopefully you can see him. The main roster soon. I think he'll be. I bet you he'll get called it really soon. Oh, eventually. He's yes. already. A, he's already a, a touted star that enough that he wouldn't need to be in NXT long enough. It's like he's developing at all. Like Daniel Bryan too. He was in NXT or the developmental territory for not even a year. Yeah. I don't think. But then again, so is Sami Zayn. He's been down there for like two years now. But it's worked out for the better because he's devoted such a fan following in NXT. He's so over right now, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, yeah, I look forward to how he debuts as well. We have the tag team titles up for grabs with the Lucha Dragons defending against the Vaude Villains, Aiden English, and Simon Gotch. RJ, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on who wins this contest? Lucha Dragons. I can't stand the Vaude Villains. You like the Vaude Villains? At first, I liked their character, and then they just, got, they just overdo it now. And I just don't like the other theme music sucks now. They yeah, they it. changed it. I don't know. I just don't like, like the old, like, Renaissance gimmick either, really. I, I'm not going to, like, they, they do do, like, they... Do the gimmick good? I just don't see it like like Fandango. Like he de- he devotes the character, but the gimmick itself is not good. I think this is better than Fandango, but yes. you understand what I'm saying, though. Um, I don't have a problem with the gimmick. I think it's any tag teams they can add to the division in NXT is a good thing because they don't really have many tag Ooh. teams. What? Bull. Bull. I love Bull Dempsey. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I see them doing a Baron Corbin Bull Dempsey match on the show. They've been doing that a couple times in recent weeks, so I could see that happening. But um. Maybe they team up and go after the tag titles. I don't know. So I don't know where they go from here, but I definitely see the Lucha Dragons winning. They just won the titles back in September. No real reason to take the titles off of them. Um, but yeah, I got Lucha Dragons here as well. Is Brandon, you back in the line? Or maybe not. I think he's still on the call. So we'll continue, and then we'll go back to his uh, prediction in a second. Um, so Charlotte 
defending the NXT Women's Championship on the show. But before we get to that prediction, I kind of want to talk about her Raw debut this past so, week. I was literally going to say something about that, too. Yeah, we'll talk about that right now. I, I'm First of all, I was happy to see her on Raw. I remember I saw like, the NXT. I was like, all right, all right. Like, maybe they've been listening. Maybe they've been listening. Yeah, get exactly. NXT on here. Finally, they're promo- like they did this with Zayn and Neville right yeah. before the previous special. Yeah. So I was very happy to see her on Raw this past week. But the way that it was booked, I'm thinking, okay, not only is she on Raw on a big show like the Slammies, but she's against Natalia, who had an amazing match together at the first TakeOver special back in May. And they give the ladies only three minutes. It wasn't a bad match, but it was rushed. And then the biggest problem was that she lost via Raw. I was like, what the? Yeah, like, that makes no sense. And then and then they kind of, like, tease her attacking Natalia. Then they did nothing, nothing with yeah. it. Exactly. I was like, all right, she's going to get beat like Natalia. And, like, that'll be nice. Like, get her some... I'm back. And then it just made no sense, and she lost. I was like, ugh. WWE. Yeah, typical WWE. That made no sense. And someone posted a comment on something that I was reading saying, oh, and then she loses the title this Thursday. She comes to the main roster next week, and she starts up a feud with Natalya. It doesn't matter if she starts up with a feud with Natalya or not. You don't make her lose her first match on TV. People will perceive her to be a loser. And Natalya has lost how many matches in recent months that she's not seen as a threat, despite how great she is as a wrestler. Losing Natalya. What? I can see it. I can see it. See what? The feud happening? Yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I could see the feud oh, happening, too. Oh, she's perceived as a loser. She's the NXT champion. She's technically developmental. Technically, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. They're a common fan. They're like, a, like, they're like, oh, what's NXT? Oh, that's developmental. That's like saying, like, a pro baseball player is going to not strike out. They're going to strike out to, like, a... I don't know. It, like, it looks sense in the storyline for a casual fan. Like, oh, like, she's just developmental, so she's not going to be Natalia. who's like this big veteran. Okay, yeah. I could see it if it's followed up correctly. I could yes. see that. I could see that, but I just think the uh, first night in from a first yeah. impression, it just wasn't, I just, I don't know, I was confused by it. But, uh, Brandon, we were talking about the tag team title match before. I want to get your thoughts and your prediction for that contest and your thoughts on Charlotte's Raw debut if you catched it. Uh, I'll make it quick so I can catch back up. Sorry, guys, I'm at work. Um, tag titles, Lucha Dragons, I think, they're too, I think they're a little too WWE-y for NXT. I don't like them much. I just think they're like, we've seen this whole thing before with them. I like the other villains, but they're not going to win. Um, obviously, probably going to take them a few more tries to get this, because especially with the Blue Dragons just getting the belts, um, I, you know, they'll probably, they'll probably end up winning by, like, disqualification or count or something. Uh, and Charlotte, I didn't catch it. Um, that was one of those times I, I wasn't watching Raw. Um, I, I, I think it's messed up, and I think even Triple H in a tweet about how somebody could even let him let her lose or something like that I read. Um, I think it's messed up, um, like, especially like you said, Natalia hasn't done nothing. But this may be something to something with Tyson Kidd, maybe with Flair coming on television. Um, though some people want to see him, some people don't. Maybe that'll be like, well, you you beat me, and then some guy beats Tyson Kidd. And then they have like this intergender thing going on to kind of get in the way, because um, they're gonna need something unique for Charlotte to come on the roster. With. She can't just say, oh, you beat me last week, I need to beat you back, and then she dwindles out like Paige and Emma and all these ones. So this may be there may be a reason for that. So before we abuse it. Let's let's wait a week or two. Maybe he might come into something out of this. Yeah. It's just one of these one-time things that promote NXT, which is stupid because you're trying to promote the network. You want this person to win. But like I said, this can be a bigger picture. So let's wait and see about two or three weeks before we jump to conclusions. But that's just me. No, yeah, RJ was saying the same thing. Hopefully, in time, it actually makes sense. But come next week, and Italia's not even on the show, and Charlotte's not on the main roster. It's going to prove to be make no sense, but hopefully it is leading to something. We'll give WWE the benefit of the doubt in this situation. But on that subject, Brandon, who do you see coming out victorious in the NXT Women's Settle Match, Charlotte or Sasha Banks? Banks. Just because Charlotte's ready to go. Um, 
hopefully, like I said, this will this will make some, this will progress into something from last night. Um, it'd be good for Sasha to get it because she's been in NXT now for a couple of years, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So this would be a good thing for her to eventually maybe pave the way for another. Um, I really liked um they had a medium on there and they also had um the other one on there. Uh, uh, I forgot her name, but she's an indie wrestler. Um, maybe get those guys, to, you know, get them in there and you know, kind of get the the wheel the wheels going on them. Other quote unquote divas, but yeah, the shots are probably in the winning. They're gonna have to have probably one or two title changes, and that's gonna be one of the two. So yeah. Sasha is championship ready. I think the last title change for the NXT Women's Titles like back in like May or something like that when she won it from Natalia. So it is time. But um, I was hoping that Bailey was going to be involved in this match too because she's been a part of the feud since the start. And I thought it was going to be a triple threat match with Bailey winning or whatever. And uh, maybe they'll prolong that with I guess Charlotte's face now. I, I guess I'm not really sure. Yeah, she's a face. She is a face now. That was kind of a weird turn. But um, yeah, Banks wins here. That's my prediction. RJ, boss. the boss. Boss. The boss bangs. I think that she needs the title. Like I think she's been, she's been ready to get the title for a while now. I think, I think some people saw her getting it before Charlotte did, but Charlotte got before her. People would say because Ric Flair, all that stuff. But I think if I think she's one of those people that like would benefit from the title. I think she was like like Emma, like Charlotte and Charlotte and Sasha, kind of like Emma and Paige. Like Paige always had the glory, and Emma never won anything. Yeah. And they bring Emma up, and everyone's like. Why the hell is she up already? She didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I think Sasha Banks is ready. I like Sasha Banks. I think she's really good in the ring. So I'm going with the boss. New Sasha NXT Banks. Women's Champion, three for three, Sasha Banks. So yeah, I think she's been in ring ready for a while for for the championship. I think she's improved a lot. Like you go back like a year and a half ago when she was like a jobber on the roster, not doing anything. But you fast forward like a year and a half later, she's so like the top. Same with Charlotte here. though. Charlotte oh, Charlotte's was... improved a lot too. Yeah, she's great. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that match. All the women's matches on these shows have been great. Bailey, Charlotte, Paige and Emma, um, Charlotte and Talia, they all have amazing matches compared to the, the main roster, but it is what it is. They actually get time to work, that's why. Yeah, exactly. It's a little different, but, uh, um, so we get to the main event, NXT Championship, title versus career. One of my, I think it's got to be the most anticipated match for me in NXT history, or at least in recent memory. Um, Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, who do you got, RJ? Zayn. Zane? It's easy. How do you see? Oh, it's, I don't know what the finish is going to be, but they're not going to have him lose his career to Adrian Neville. I'd I say Zane. Yeah, I could see. I have some, like, a fear that they're going <laughs> to screw over Zane. Like, they're going to turn Adrian Neville heel, which they probably will. I'm not worried about that. It's just more the fact that in turning him heel, they'll screw Zane out of the championship. I'm hoping that's not the case. And they, they're doing a great job of building up doubt for me that he's going to lose. But uh, hopefully, you know, I think the time is now for Zayn to win that title. So, Brandon, who do you got going over here? Sami Zayn or Adrian Neville? This is this this is the epitome of what's wrong with WWE booking. This has been in the worst half, what, in 10, 9, nine 10 months, right, guys? Nine, 10 months they've been building Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville. This is their WrestleMania moment. Sign goes over. Without a doubt, it's going to be a great match. 20, 25 minutes, very spot-heavy, probably towards the end there with a lot, with a lot of those independent finishes with the, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the with all the finishing moves and all that stuff, and then boom, design wins, magic moment. And then, like you said, if he doesn't, if, if Owens doesn't come out in that tag match, he comes out, and everybody's just going to go nuts because people know the history between Generico and Steen. And then that can set the stage for Nadella to go to WWE on the main roster, and then you have Zen, and then Steen, and then you have the whole thing all over again, and then Steen gets the belt from Sammy when he goes up to the, when he goes up to the main event. And then he'll start, you know, then it'll, it'll be, it'll be Steen, Atami, and Baylor, NXT. It's going to be those three guys in the next six months. So it's going to be, it's, this is like a bridge 
to the next yeah. to, to to Owens really being the NXT guy. But yeah, Zayn without a doubt, twenty twenty five minute great match, four star match, probably be the match of the year. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to this match. They've had great matches in the past. That moment then when Zayn wins that championship, it's going to be thought huge. For sure, he's going to win last time. Oh, uh, the so fatal four-way. That was a great match. Yeah, I Neville pulled him, him out. I can so see him doing like the jump to the to the turnbuckle DDT on Breeze. Oh yeah. my god. That was a Kicked great the super match. kick, I thought it was done. <laughs> God, I was so pissed, number one. Yeah, and he, they haven't turned him heel yet. Like I said before, I don't know if they will turn him heel, but it's they're creating a lot of doubt, which I think is great. But we're you know we've all got Zayn going over here, so from there we'll move into our TLC prediction for this upcoming Sunday. We've got Takeover uh, three on Thursday, TLC on Sunday, Tables, WWE ladders, chairs and, and stairs. RJ called him last week because I got home last night or last week after the show and I saw that and I was going to tweet you, but I forgot. And I'm like, did this kid really just call that match? Like, are you serious? Steel steps match. They gotta listen to the show, otherwise I don't know how they come up with this I must stuff. Be looking at my tweets. We'll talk. <laughs> they must be. So we'll talk about that right now. RJ, your thoughts. Um, we'll kick it off with that match. Eric Rowan versus We're the, the Big Show. show. Oh, we'll start with the pre-show. Why? I, I called the pre-show too. Oh, the New Day versus Golden Stardust. Yep. So who do you got coming? New over Day. There? New Day. I don't know. It doesn't matter what combination. I've got New Day as well. Brandon, who do you got going over in the pre-show? New Day or Golden Stardust? Uh, I really don't care, honestly. But um, I think Stardust has the potential uh, to be like the creepy nightmare guy. And I think this is uh, hopefully they start breaking. This is not the, the pieces to start breaking up the team and get that WrestleMania brother match. Yep. And then hopefully Cody can go on this freaky, nightmare-y, heely, facey kind of run uh, with that. Um, so they'll probably, you know. But I honestly don't care about the match. I can give or take. But it'll probably, I, you know, it'll probably, it'll probably be the faces. So I'll go with Usos. So yeah. First match on the actual card: United States Championship. Rusev defending against Jack Swagger. Um, I got Rusev here. Pretty obvious. R- Rusev. <laughs> so Brandon, who you got? Ditto. It's Rusev all, all three around. It's a filler feud. I don't really see what the big problem with is with uh, people having a problem with this feud. I mean, they have good matches. They have good chemistry. It's obviously just something for Rusev to do to, for the meantime. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't see the big problem, but Rusev goes over here, no doubt. Up next, Divas Championship, rematch from Survivor Series, Nikki Bella versus AJ. Brandon, your prediction? Um, man. Probably going to be Nikki just because she just won the belt, and they're going to have to go with that Nikki Breeze thing going up to WrestleMania more Rumble time. So, I, you know, I go with Nikki. If not, I go with, you know, uh, you know a screw job finish with the disqualification count out. But, you know, it's going to be Nikki who retains the title at the end of the night. Yeah, it'd be weird. I see them concluding the Brie Bella feud with Nikki Bella over the championship. And, I don't know, it's just really, really weird right now. Because I could see her screwing over Nikki here. We thought we would see that at Survivor Series. It didn't happen. I don't want to see it here. I don't want to see her get a month title reign. Like, she get, she should get a longer title reign than that if you're going to put the belt on her at all. But, um, that being said, they should at least acknowledge the fact that if they're going to continue with the Bella Twins being on the same page right now, they have to address it. Like right now, they're pretending like we're dumb, and we haven't even like seen that they used to be feuding. But now they're you know on the same page. They never really acknowledge that. I'm holding out hope. Like I'm reserving judgment, and that I think that Bree's gonna turn on her sister eventually. But it has to happen sooner rather than later. Other as opposed to you know per, you know making people feel like we're, they're treating us like we're dumb. But whatever. Um, but I've got Nikki going over here. But this is my fantasy booking scenario because we had Nikki. You remember she helped Stephanie win at SummerSlam. I don't know how this plays in, but Stephanie costs. AJ the match, and you do Stephanie versus AJ at WrestleMania somehow. I don't know how you get to that point, but I do want to see Stephanie versus AJ at WrestleMania. 
So Stephanie kind of helps Nikki, uh, you know, has a, a retribution kind of thing where she helped her win her match at SummerSlam, so Stephanie helps her. Even though she's not technically a part of the roster anymore, whatever, um, Stephanie helps her retain the title. Fantasy booking, don't expect it to happen, but either way, I see Nikki retaining here. RJ, your prediction? Nikki. Nikki. So we all got Nikki here, still Divas Champion. Up next, tag team titles up for grabs. Actually, the most interesting tag team division or matchup that we've seen in a while with the whole Naomi thing. I think they've been doing well by this feud. Um, it's going to be the Usos versus, uh, as the contenders, versus The Miz and Damian Sandow with the WWE tag team titles. RJ, your pick? Miz down, Miz. Just won the title, so I agree. Brandon, your pick? Uh, Damian and The Miz. It's, it's, it's too early, but... Something may be planted to really, uh, break, not, I don't know if the season can be planted fully, but you may see a few things that either break the Usos apart or are going to start to break the, are going to start to break uh, Miz Dow up. But, yeah. you know, we'll see. Fantasy booking right there. Yeah, they're definitely going to break up Miz and Miz Dow yeah, at some Yeah, they're eventually going to break up. They always yeah. have, like, the crowd cheers for Miz Dow. Yeah, it's great. They yeah. Miz. It's obviously... It's so funny. Eventually, they'll have Mizdow get pissed off that he never gets in and gets the recognition he needs. And do the Alex Riley thing from yeah. a couple of years ago. They'll and probably they do that. Botch that, like, a, <laughs> yeah. God. He got he returned to the ring over the weekend too, yeah. by the way. Yeah, in his hometown, I heard he got like a big pop or something, Did which ever is kiss awesome. Sick music again. Yeah, say it to my face. <laughs> I love Alex Riley, but yeah, I got Miz and Mizdow going over here. Up next, RJ's match of the night right here: Big Show versus Eric Rowan in a steel chairs match. Steel, steel stairs, stairs match. steel stairs match. I'm sorry, tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. You called it. Your prediction: Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan, you think is going over? It make no sense for the Big Show to win. No, I agree. I absolutely want Eric to win. I just hope they don't screw this up by having Big Show win. You know what I mean? It wouldn't make sense if Big Show win. Even if the feud's going to continue, they have to have Eric win here. They can't ruin his momentum. Yeah, exactly. They're going to push him. They have to have him win here, like in a big victory, yeah. literally and figuratively. So, uh, Brent, who do you got going big over red. here? Big Red. Before, before I give my, my prediction, I just realized that this, this they'll probably put this, this match in a card. Probably third to last match of the night, and this is when people are going to realize that there is way too much freaking wrestling this week. I don't know who booked the NXT thing, the same week as TLC, that's a very stupid idea, you know, because you're going to have, uh, like, almost, what, 12, 15 hours of wrestling, but, uh, Rowan. Rowan as well, so that means... Big Red? Big Red. JBL's dumbest nickname. I don't mind it, just they say it too they much. shove it down her throat, yeah, JBL loves that nickname, it's like... I don't know. It's like the 999 stuff. Now it's instead of 999. Now it's Big Red, JBL making everything terrible on a weekly basis. So up next, we got Ryback and Kane in a chairs match. Brendan, who do you got? Yeah, another one. I just don't care to see. It's probably gonna be Ryback just because Kane is that big show route. Ryback needs a big needs a big push now, and this is his time. So yeah, I go with Ryback. Yeah, pretty much a filler match for Ryback. I mean. At this point, I don't know if he's going to be facing Triple H and Mania. Now it's looking like it's going to be Triple H and Sting instead of Triple H Rock. There's so many potential opponents for Triple H or WrestleMania. But uh, Ryback's probably on the right path to doing something with, I don't know, the Jesus. former authority going to WrestleMania. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I got uh, Ryback going over here. You got Who do you think, Ryback? King? No. <laughs> Dude, this is literally, I feel like this might be a clean sweep for every match. Yeah. I think we disagree in one match. If I, I don't the think so, day. no. Yeah, so we got Ryback going over here. I think there's a lot of predictabilities here. There is. Uh, Luke Harper versus Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is going to be in his hometown, home, uh, yeah, hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. So it's going to be a home state advantage for a big uh, zigzag here. So who do you got going over? Ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Oh, you put me in the spot first? Yeah, here we go. Shit. This is where we start to disagree, maybe. <sighs> 
God, this is definitely going to be the hardest one tonight. All these uh, matches are harder to predict. Uh, for a sense point, it would make no sense to take the title off Harvey, but Ziggler just won at Survivor Series. They'll probably screw him out of it somehow. Harper. Harper, yeah. I've got Harper, too. It's too early to take the title off of him, so... They'll probably do something to screw him over. I don't know how, but they will. It's a ladder match, so he's not getting pinned, so it's okay. But, uh, Brandon, who do you got going over here? Now, this is, this is complete off the deep end here. Um, they shouldn't take the belt off Harper, but there may be some repercussions for Ziggler winning, and this may plant the seeds. Maybe the Triple H Sting match. Maybe somehow Triple H sends somebody out there to screw him over, like you said, and kind of get Ziggler that push. That he really, really needs. Um, I, you know, I want him to win the belt. He's that. He has the look for the Intercontinental Title. Harper doesn't. But I think, like you said, somehow this, this is going to be planted for something. And I think if this ship has something to do with this to get back to Ziggler for costing him his job and the whole Sting thing. So I base my thing off that. Harper will win. You got Harper as well. Up next, Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt in a TLC matchup. Brendan, I'll start with you. Who do you see going over? It's a tough one. Like, like how uh, I just said a second ago, this is the match tonight that's going to be hard. It's 50-50. Um, Wyatt's lost a lot. I'm, I, honestly, I'm probably one of the only few people I've never been big on the Wyatts. I don't, I'm not, I don't have no connection there between Bray and the whole family. I like Dean. Um, I can go either way with this, but Dean, Dean's going to win. He's the face. He's going to go over. If this is going to be to the end of the feud, I definitely see Dean Ambrose going over. If it's going to continue, maybe they have Wyatt win, but... I don't know. I, I, he, Wyatt technically won at Survivor Series via DQ, so I got Ambrose going over here. Who do you got? Wyatt. Wyatt. He Ooh. has to win clean. He, ha he hasn't won a match in so freaking long. A legit win. Okay, DQ doesn't count. Neither does Ambrose, though. What? He hasn't won a match in yeah, a while. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, though. Dean Ambrose will, can lose every match and no one will care. Because he's a baby face. Because he's a baby face. When Wyatt came back and got buried by John Cena, <laughs> and then he came back, and they really haven't done anything with him since, yeah, I think it's. I think they have to have Wyatt win here. You got Wyatt here? Yeah. First it has, to be, it has to be a legit win, too. It can't be a DQ. It's, yep. a, it's a TLC match. All right, okay. Then, or, yeah, like, okay. Be a, like interference or something. Yeah, it has to be a clean finish for Wyatt to make it mean something. Okay, so you got Wyatt. We got uh, Dean Ambrose in that one. So we get to the main event for the... Oh, there's no championship on the line. I forgot Brock Lesnar isn't on this show. John Cena versus Seth Rollins in a tables match. But if John Cena loses, he is no longer the contender to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So, RG, I'll start with you. Who do you see going over? And if John Cena loses, if that's your prediction, who do you see him dropping the contendership to? I say Seth Rollins wins. And Randy Orton gets the title. You think so? To get the contender spot? I think it's going to be... This is uh, this is my fancy booking, people. I think it's gonna be go it's gonna be like a good match. It's gonna go on for a while. Times he'll try to f you him through the table a few times. Rollins will push out of the way, like how he's like over oh, flip it over. Orton will come out, try to screw over Cena, or try to screw roll over uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Maybe go for an RKO or something, miss and hit Cena with it or a table or something like that. It's not gonna be. He's gonna intentionally try to screw Seth Rollins, but in the end, it screws over screws over Cena. Cena's gonna lose that. And then it's going to Orton and Orton and uh, Lesnar. 
I would hope for that to happen. I've got John Cena going over here. I want Seth. I don't know. Don't don't say that being to me because I don't want to see him. Screw you, girl. <laughs> I, I want to see. Love Seth Rollins. I hope you. Love I want to see. I want to see Seth Rollins win too. And they had John Cena's team win at Survivor Series. So booking one on one says that and Seth he Rollins won at wins freaking, here. What's her face at Hell in a Cell? And he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he and lost technically it. not a champions via disqualification. I don't know if that counts or not, but. Yeah, technically, John Cena's won his last couple pay-per-view matches, so um, I would probably have to go with, uh, with with Seth Rollins here too from a fantasy booking standpoint. Yeah. And that we have to, I, I want Seth Rollins to I win. I want to cash him bad. But my pick is John Cena. My pick is John Cena. I want Rollins to win because I think it's cool that they create the question like who becomes the number one contender, even though it's obvious that it should be Randy Orton. If the only because that one. The thing is, I think that they should definitely ha- they should throw a, like kind of like a wrench in the tool like. Have the twist that that someone actually loses the stipulation. I feel like when they have career versus, like usually if they have career versus like title, the guy that's careers on the line wins every time. Every single time. The guy's contracts are like, like you said, like Cena getting fired. He usually wins every time. They need to throw something in there like everyone's gonna go in this match. Oh, no way, John Cena can lose. Exactly. And John Cena loses. I don't know what you do with Cena after then. Maybe like have him keep feuding with Rollins, because then if Orin went after Lesnar, it'd be different. Maybe then. He screws over, oh, screws point, over yeah. Orton again. I don't know. They could do so much stuff with it. He'd just, probably just be in the Rumble match, Cena, yeah. if he loses on Sunday. I don't see that. I, like I said, I see him winning, and I, I guess we'll see Cena and Lesnar again. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Orton is, Lesnar. What do you see like at this match? If, yeah. if Cena wins, what yep. do you see with Cena? So, so if Cena wins, he goes on and faces Lesnar at Royal Rumble. Yes. Where does that put uh, Seth Rollins now? That puts Seth Rollins... You could put him in the money in the Royal Rumble match because Ziggler, when he was Mister Money in the Bank, he was in the Rumble match. I don't know what he does. Oh, he he feuds with Randy Orton. You do Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, because they're gonna do that anyway. Yeah. So then, what would you do with what would you do with Rollins if if he won? Would you just have him keep fighting with Cena? That's the thing. Like you were saying, I'm confused. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know what they're gonna. Because the thing is, him and Cena still have like that beef from a while ago. They do. That they really haven't like. Squashed or Rollins really, and Cena? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They really haven't like really touched light on it either. They yeah, haven't brought it up. So, I hope I don't know. I'm gonna. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't want Cena to win. <laughs> I I talked about it last week. I I show a lot of respect to John Cena. He's done so much for the company as a I wrestler. Just, as a wrestler and all the stuff he's done. Like thank God for Cena. It's the first time I ever said that because without him, I don't know where this company would be right now. <laughs> yeah. But I just think that. He's getting to the age that he needs to start putting guys over. And we've seen the Cena Lesnar crap so many times. What's going to change our minds if Lesnar lose? Like, how can you implement it in my brain that he will lose when he killed Cena? He squashed Cena at SummerSlam. It, like, it makes no exactly. sense. Exactly. How can, from a guy that's not been doing anything, like, if anything, like, it make me more thinking that Lesnar killed me more. He's been sitting on his couch or lifting for the last three months. I think that, like, you have to have a fresh, fresh feud. Have it with, have one with Orin. What would you? What would they do if they if he screws over Cena? They do Cena and Orin again. Oh no! What they did Rollins and Lesnar? Mm, I don't know. I'd, do you know mis- what I think would be really interesting if they had like, if Rollins say that they had Cena get screwed over by Orin. Royal Rumble it's Orin and Cena. At, at Royal Rumble it's also Rollins and Lesnar. Okay. Lesnar's about to win. No, Rollins about to win. Roman Reigns comes down, Superman punch, moves out of the way, hits Lesnar, throws him out of the ring, J&J security grabs Reigns, turns around, curb stomps Lesnar, wins, and still has money in the bank. Then you can still ride that out. He comes to WrestleMania, loses to Roman Reigns, cashes in that night, and wins it back. 
Like, I think, like, obviously, it's very far-fetched, but... I don't know, it's a bit convoluted, still being Mr. Money in the Bank. I can see where you're going. I want... How sick would that be? Him with the title be... and Money in the it's Bank? It's never been done before, I'll say that much. <laughs> Reigns versus Rollins as the title main event would be awesome. You throw in fucking Dean Ambrose, he wins the Royal Rumble that same night, dude. That'd be amazing. That's fantasy booking, though. But, uh, at the end of the day, who do you got going over here? Cena. Cena? I just Cena. Dun, I want dun, Reigns dun. and Rollins win so bad. I love Rollins, but I want to go Cena. I got John Cena as well. So, Brandon, we'll put you on the hot spot. Who do you see going over here? <laughs> Well, before I, I, I like uh, I like RJ's prediction for the whole Rollins Reigns Money in the Bank thing, but I think this is going to be one of those years that, if, especially if Reigns goes over at 31, he's not. There's no way Rollins is going to win that belt because they're going to keep they're going to keep Reigns on, on a belt at least till SummerSlam or Survivor Series next year. So I think I, I don't think Rollins will cash in successfully this year. It's just that's just I don't it doesn't look that way. But I I probably go with Cena. John Cena as well. He's got to cash in eventually. When's the money? No, he's un- cashing unsuccessfully. Oh, you can't have that happen. That make no sense. I don't know. That's the th- I think with Roman Reigns, and someone pointed this out to me on Twitter, I think they will have him cash in on Reigns, but it- I don't think it's going to be at WrestleMania because they always, like you go back to the beginning of WrestleMania, they've always closed off the show with a happy ending. Regardless of whether the heel wins or not, they have always closed it off with a happy ending. So I see something along the lines of if Roman Reigns wins at WrestleMania, let's say Lesnar reigns, Reigns wins, Rollins cashes in the next night, month later, or something like that. And then you can have him feed over the belt. Maybe you give it back to Reigns at some point. But Rollins has to win the belt at some point. I think he's ready for it. What do you think? I think he's ready for it. I think he's ready since he's got the freaking briefcase. Money in the bank. Yeah. He's, he's the top heel right now. Exactly. He's the top heel. He's been working his ass off. He's been not. He's been hovering around. It's kind of like random feuds. But like, I think that like like you said, obviously they always end with a happy ending. You have to throw that curveball in there. The chance that Lesnar, he could lose the belt. I don't think it would kill his momentum if he lost after, like, a great match with Lesnar. After match, Lesnar was a handshake him. Lesnar's a douchebag. F5s him. Les- Rollins runs down, cashes it in. Yeah. I don't think that would, obviously wouldn't hurt Reigns. Cause, but that's, like, the same thing happened to, I know plenty of people the same night they've won the title. Like, I remember Rey Mysterio a couple years ago won the Money in the Bank. He won the World Heavyweight Championship on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and then Kane cashed it in that night and won. Jeff Hardy, same Jeff thing. Jeff Hardy, same thing. And someone else, I think, same thing, too. Cena. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Exactly. A couple years ago, yeah. Exactly. So, at SummerSlam, too. So, yeah. I think... Oh, no, it's just WrestleMania is different. That's the only thing. It's just WrestleMania. It's different from every other pay-per-view. Because they, they yeah, attract the biggest audience for, for WrestleMania. is technically the WrestleMania of the summer. It is, but they get far more viewers for WrestleMania, yeah, but though. I think it would be even bigger buzz. Everyone, oh my god, Rollin, Rollin Reigns run, and then fucking Rollins comes I think, out. No, no, I'm, I'm saying it's awesome, dude. <laughs> I would love to see it happen. I'm just I saying think, I just I don't think see it I think it would be the likely. biggest mistake the WWE ever made if they had Rollins unsuccessfully cash in the money Sandow in the bank. last year. Yeah. Exactly. Sandow was different because he didn't have... Ron's no, is, yeah, still a They different. keep force-feeding franchise, top franchise future of the WWE. Ron, Seth Rollins never loses. He always wins. He's always, like, on the best, all that stuff. I think he ha- he's ready for the title, and I think that if he unsuccessfully cashed it in, I think it'd be like Bray Wyatt losing to Cena. I think everyone would be like, what the F? Whatever. Dude? And then after that, he's done. Because then, what, like, oh, I won the money in the bank and didn't cash it in. You can try to rebound from that, but it's hard. Because that one win is where everyone, like, after the Bray Wyatt lost to WrestleMania, they did not follow it up properly. Like, that terrible Extreme Rules match. I'm not going to say he's dead in the water, but he will lose a lot of momentum if he cashes in unsuccessfully. But that's a little bit later down the line, so we'll have to wait and see. But DLC on Sunday, I'm looking forward to that. It's looking like it's going to be a strong show. So you go up and down the car, look like it could be a 
great show, especially that uh, five star classic, that Steel Stairs match. That could be a that could be a great match. It could be like the WLC last match. It, last year. it could be. It Everyone's very well could be. Poop all over it, and it's gonna be amazing. It could be, especially if a big show's involved. And man, it could be good. We'll have to wait and see, but. On that note, we're going to have to close out the show. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us, brother. We'll catch you down the road. But before we let you go, make sure to plug your Twitter, Facebook, anything else you got going on, brother. Um, that's my uh, Twitter handle, at Brandon's Ross. Um, I'm private because I have a lot of people people, people looking for me. So uh, if you <laughs> throw me that, I'll probably end up adding you. Um, I, I don't have any books or podcasts or you know music shows or anything going on. I'm just you know just, just chilling day by day. Just watching wrestling and just living life, brother. So we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Be safe. So, RJ, before we let you go, your shout-outs of the week. And the final time you're going to be on the show for the next month and a half, at least, until we do a, like a podcast about the Royal Rumble or whatever. But last live show, anyway. So Last live show. You got to do, of 2014 especially, so you got to do your shout-outs extra like, with extra oomph tonight. There's never an extra oomph. It'll be, <laughs> I try to expand the list. Usually I run out of people say so. Molly, Jeff, Cam, Sus, AGC, Graham, everyone else listening, shout out. 2014 was great. Can't wait for 2015. So hopefully Seth Rollins wins the title. I'm just going to do some wishful thinking. Uh, Seth Rollins wins the title. Kevin Steen comes to WWE in 2015. Lesnar goes to the UFC. And... Ravishing Rick Rude gets inducted in the Hall of Fame 2015. <laughs> Were you the one that tweeted yeah. me a couple of weeks ago or something like that? It was that? like it was last week. Ago. It was after the podcast I said that. Was it? Oh, was it? Yeah, with the so Rick Rude thing. What were f- we talking about? Where that you brought that up, though? It's something like what Stone Cold brought up. Oh, about- Macho Man, Man and then Rick Rude. That's what it was. Yeah. So that's my four things, people, for 2015. Seth Rollins wins the, money, wins the title. Kevin Owens makes his debut in WWE. Ravishing Rick Rude in the Hall of Fame. And Lesnar back in the UFC. So the first Whew. Tuesday that we come back live on campus, it's a Tuesday after the Royal Rumble. So it's going to be a very interesting show with a lot to talk about and whatnot. So I'm um, looking forward to that. But, of course, the shameless plugs, everything getting out of the way right now. At Russell Rand on Twitter, Graham Jason Matthews, Facebook, YouTube, Bleach Report, all up and down the line. Next, interwrestling.net. Net, dot net. net. It's no longer .weebly.com. We Thank changed the going to here. No more .weebly. It's .net, people. And you can go there. RJ already did it. Vote in the 2014 WWE TNA Year in Review Awards. It's up next at wrestling.weebly.net, actually. You can go to .weebly.com. It's still worse, but .net's better. Um, it's up there under Week in Review, then go to Year in Review Awards. So that being said, um, live365.com backslash stations backslash ECTV73. When we come back from uh, our break in about a month and a half, holy shit, it's going to be a long-ass time. But, um, yeah, that being said, folks, we'll see you in 2015. Graham Deuce and Matthews and RJ signing out.